Welcome to Mystic Musings with Toby Hewitt. I'm Toby Hewitt, and I'm your guide through time and space and all points in between. Mystic Musings will give you insight into who you are, why you are here, how to live an authentic life, and where you fit into the universe around you. Join me on this path of mystical exploration. Welcome to Episode 16 of Mystic Musings with Toby Hewitt. This week, we will discuss seances as we continue our mystic journey. What is a seance? Well, I like to think of it as a gathering of spirits on both sides of the veil. Okay, what's the veil? I think, as I understand it, that we call it the veil because it's this very, very fine, thin separation between the the side that we're on, the plane that physical beings are on, and the side that non-physical beings are on, um, where spirit without bodies are. So when we're in a seance, we who are in bodies are going to try to communicate with uh, spirits who do not currently have bodies, and they are on the other side of the veil. Now the word seance comes from, I believe, the French, um, and it, it merely means sit, to sit. And in this case, we sit in a circle. I've never been to a seance that doesn't have, isn't conformed to a circle. And what happens during a seance? Well, um, I like to have, when I hold a seance, I like to have between six and 16 people. Um, the more, the merrier, as they say, because the more people here on this side, um, the more people we can gather, you know, invite to come over from the other side. And it becomes a sort of a, a party. Um, it is a party. Uh, what happens? Let's see. I, um, <clears throat> I will, um, put, again, put the chairs in a circle. I will, in the middle, have a table uh, where I will light a candle, maybe put out some crystals, a uh, white candle. Um, I will have everybody come in, <clears throat> excuse me, and I will dim the lights or may- maybe even turn them off um, with the candle lit so we can st- still see. And um, I will, you know, ask if anybody needs some guidance on what a seance is. Um, and after I start to, ex- after I explain that, I, um, I say that we are in and of the white light and will only accept messages from that space. So um, we sit in the circle, and what I like to do is, excuse me, um, go around the circle and um, pick up whatever message I can so that everybody gets a message at the beginning of the seance. Um, But as time goes on and I become more connected to the people on the other side, I'm able to go around and discuss uh, you know, give messages for the people who are physically sitting in the circle. Now, just just as a side, why seances and Halloween? Why do people have seances on Halloween or the night before, the night after? It is because it is a traditional time of the thinning of what is called the veil between the incarnate and discarnate planes. Now, I have never noticed personally that that thinning is any thinner excuse me, on um, 
um, on, on Halloween uh, than it is at any other time. Um, but I think that people believe in seances being more um, uh, effective at that time. And that's why I always try to have a Halloween time seance. Uh, some people, when I invite them to seances or market them, put it out there and say, oh, I'm going to have a seance, you know, come on over and join. Um, they say, oh, seances are scary. I'm like, where did you get that idea? Well, the movies. And I'm like, well, the movies are there to scare you. Um, the, the interesting thing about being a mystic and a paranormal investigator and all this other stuff is that I, I, I don't actually watch these kinds of movies because I find that they um, they tend to dredge up lower elemental um, beings that we don't really want to have anything to do with. Um, and they tell a lot, uh, they, they hype everything up. So a person isn't only a spirit, but maybe they're a ghoul or maybe they're, there's somebody who's trying to harm you, but that's not, that's not the case. Um, so in Halloween, we, we open up ourselves, um, to, um, a seance and, um, mine, by the way, are oftentimes humorous, um, in addition to offering verifiable evidence of survival of the spirit after transitioning, i.e. death, because uh, there is no death, there are no dead, but um, they're not particularly scary. Um, we do have a lot of laughs. The most entertaining being that I had visit during a seance was an extraordinarily tall male fairy. That's the best way I can describe him. And um, he was all decked out. And then um, he was uh, throwing long stem red roses onto the lap of, of one of the women that was there. And she had lost her mother and her uh, husband in the previous year. And I gathered from the fairy that this is how he was trying to make her feel better. And these were flower, these flowers were actually, uh, from her her mother and and her husband so that was one of the yeah looking at it, it was like oh you know there's there's a big giant fairy in the room um and but it was entertaining to be able to describe what i was seeing but a lot of the times it's just normal conversation between me and the people on the other side and then i tell the people on on my, the same side that I'm on, what the messages are. So, for example, um, during one uh, seance, I had two women who were sitting next to each other, but I didn't know that they were, um, I guess, stepsisters. Um, so I kept reading these people, but I couldn't tell which for whom the messages were because the gentleman who was giving them to me were standing between them. And finally, one of them said, yes, that's our father. And um, I'm, I'm looking at him and he's saying yes. And, I, and I'm I'm just trying to pull all the information together to make sense. Um, but he was talking to me about um, a clock, uh, um, a clock that was sitting on one of their bureaus. And um, it didn't work, but it was, you know, old. It was an older clock that he had had, and they, they cherished it. And I said that, and they were, oh, my goodness. So the, they knew immediately that it was their father. And the interesting thing about this was one of them, after the seance, the lights go up, we're sitting around talking. After that, they came out um, into the into the main room, and they... One of them pulled out a mass card from um, from his funeral and um, that she had, and <laughs> there was the picture of the man I had just been talking to on the other side. So that, for me, not only is it verification for them, but it's verification for me. I always like verification. I always like to know that I'm on the right track. Um, 
let's see, we had one rather sad incident once where a gentleman showed up in, in fatigues and he, a spirit, and he looked, he walked around and he looked at everybody in the face. Of course, they couldn't see him, but I could. And, and I finally said, what are you doing? He said, well, I was told that so-and-so would be here. I needed to talk to him. And the person who was supposed to be there had decided to wait to the next seance, which was a month away. And um, so I told them that they should come back in a month. Well, a month later, the same person in fatigues came back and um uh, the person he wanted to speak to was there, and um, it was very touching. He had wanted to apologize for certain actions and things that he had done when he was alive, and there was a great deal of closure that occurred. It was it was rather wonderful, sad, but also very wonderful and healing for everybody. And um, so that was one of the more interesting ones: is that they are people on the other side are able to, you know, let's see, I'm going to rebook. I'm going to come back in a month. I'll, I'll be back. Okay, bye. So. That was an interesting one. There's always um, some verifiable information that comes through in a seance when I hold it. It's not just like, I, you know, I see you have a mother. She's older than you. She's standing beside you. That's not an, an, a message for, that I would give. It has to do with making the, um, the, the both sides of the spirit world uh, real. And, and and verifiable and giving facts. Um, so um, normally, it, a seance can go, depending on how many people are there, for an hour and a half. Uh, if there's very few people, I can normally do a seance in an hour. Um, I like to I like I like spending that time because spending time with spirit on both sides of the veil is very um comforting to me and um also it's as I say it's it's like having a party and um you get the most interesting people on both sides um so what would I suggest um as an exercise for this month well this is going to come out uh you'll be able to hear this uh, the day before Halloween. And um, I would suggest that you try to find a seance in your area to to uh, attend. Um, I I am hosting, obviously. I'm hosting one at in Rochester at Mythic Treasures in Village Gate on Halloween evening from 6.30 until 8 p.m. Uh, just for your information, the cost is $20. And you may call or text me at 585 755-9922 to reserve a seat. Now, the seating is very limited because I cannot go over maybe 14, 15 people. So I would recommend if you want to come, do, you know, get a, get a reservation and eat as early as you can. If you cannot find a seance to attend and you cannot make it to mine, um, please find some time on Halloween to sit quietly, light a candle, dim the lights in the room, and make sure you are saying that you are accepting messages in and of the white light only. And then reach out to your loved ones on the other side. You can have your notebook with you if you like. You can ask your questions through the notebook and get the answers. Or you could just sit there quietly and see if spirit on the other side um, is available to communicate with you uh, and perhaps ask for a sign. And a sign could be anything from a candle, uh, a flame, one moment, uh, just sitting there 
to it, it blowing all around, it moving, it doing a little dance on the top of the candle, um, or a feather appearing, or a coin, or any number of signs that your loved one is there. My, one of my favorites is uh, you suddenly can smell, you, you detect the uh, perfume or um, cologne that that person wore in, in physical life. So I would recommend that you be able to sit down quietly, and you could do this even if you go to a seance, um, you could sit quietly on Halloween night and and try to um, establish a, a communication with um, a, a loved one on the other side. Now, next week, please join me when we start our examination of crystals and their uses as we continue our mystic journey. And oh, by the way, happy Halloween. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystic Musings. Please join me every week to continue our exploration of all things mystical that can help you have a more practical and magical life. Please visit my website, tobyhewitt.com, for more information and to read my blog postings. And join me also at pathwaystomindfulness.org to learn how you can schedule a presentation. I'm available for mindfulness training, demonstrations of psychic abilities, and individual readings. I also have a number of books on mystical topics on Amazon.com. I look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions. Please contact me through tobyhewitt.com.